Hello, my little brothers and sisters, and welcome to Contemplicate, where I hope that you can come to personally know Jesus by using your imagination and the Gospels, just like the saints did. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. I want you to imagine something fun, which is that I have $500, and I'm going to give you that $500, and you have to spend it today. So if you wanted a pack of Twizzlers, you could get probably 200 of those. Or if you wanted um, a new dress, you could probably get 20 of them. Or like the nicest bike you ever saw. And that that would be really cool. That would be fun. What if I, I kept giving you a $500 every single day? Every single day you got to buy something new. Like, what would you get? What would be the first thing you'd get? And I just kept doing this, like, every day for weeks. Do you think you just get happier and happier? It, it seems like you should, but this is the great mystery of life, is that you wouldn't. If that would make you happier and happier, that means... That the most, the happiest people on earth must be those with the most money because they can have all the nice things. And that's not true. The happiest people in the world are not the people with the most money. In fact, for kids, um, the kids that have the most money, for instance, like uh, child actors or actresses or singers who become famous as kids, often by the time they're adults, they they don't even want to live anymore. They're so sad. Sometimes they they just don't want to live anymore. And so that's not the way to reach happiness. So, But it seems like watching TV and eating candy and having nice things are the way to be happy. But they aren't. So there must be a secret way to happiness to waking up every morning with a smile on your face, whether it's raining or snowing or sunny outside. And that secret is love. And love involves sacrifice. And that is what Lent is all about, is knowing that it is not the things that make my body happy that make me happy forever. It's not eating hamburgers on Friday that that is the most important thing. Or it's not watching movies or eating sweets. And so we sacrifice in Lent because we know it is the love of Jesus that makes us happy. And love involves sacrifice. And the first reading today at Mass is one of the greatest stories of faith and sacrifice in all of the Bible. You probably remember Abraham and Sarah, and God promised them a child. And when when he did, Sarah was so old that she laughed. I don't know if you remember that story, but the three angels were there. And she laughed because she thought it was so funny that she should have a kid because she was so old. They were like 90 years old or 100 years old when they had Isaac. So the joy that Isaac must have given them when the Lord gave them this, this baby after 90 years Wow, they must have been so overjoyed and how much they must have loved him. Well, in the first reading, God asked Abraham to go and sacrifice his son. 
That means to kill him and to offer him to the Lord. In the Old Testament, uh, the Jews would would, um, offer animals to the Lord as a sacrifice. It was a way of taking something that was good and offering it to the Lord to show them how they loved him. And it's hard for us to understand, but it's the same way with us during Lent. That's what, that's what we're doing with sacrifice. So Abraham takes his son up on a mountain, and he's going to do what God asks him. Wow, what faith. It's, it's a weird story, right, that you can imagine that he was going to go kill his son. But at the last minute, God sends an angel And he says, do not lay your hand on the boy. Do not do the least thing to him. I know now how devoted you are to God. Abraham believed that if that's what God was asking him to do, then that was where happiness lied. And it's hard to imagine that God could ever even ask anybody to offer their son as a sacrifice, even if it was just a test. So we pray that we can have the faith of of Abraham. And in the gospel today, Jesus and his disciples go up another mountain. So let's meditate on that. Let's close our eyes and ask the Holy Spirit to come into our minds and our hearts and enlighten the word of the Lord for us. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. So Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his closest friends. If he had, if he could break down his three closest disciples, it'd be Peter, James, and John. So he takes them and he leads them up a high mountain. And this mountain was kind of probably in the neighborhood of, of Nazareth. You could probably see this mountain from where, where Jesus grew up. And he goes up and he was transfigured before them. So you could imagine being being on top of this of this mountain more of like a giant giant hill and you're up there closer to the clouds and jesus is transfigured before them and his clothes become a dazzling white such as no fuller on earth could bleach them he became as if light was shining through him when moses went up a mountain and talked to god and he came back down the mountain He had to wear a veil over his face because his face was shining so brightly it would hurt people's eyes. And that was only from having seen God. So you can imagine, or you can't even imagine, like what Jesus must have looked like when he was transfigured into his true glory. And then Elijah. Elijah appears with him along with Moses and they are talking with Jesus And Peter, Peter is so excited. He wants this to last forever. And he says, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He wants this to go on and on for them to not leave. He hardly knew what to say because he was so terrified because of the glory of Jesus. And then a cloud comes over and casts a shadow over them on top of this mountain 
this cloud floats in in the sky and comes over the mountain and the shadow comes over them and a voice from the cloud says this is my beloved son listen to him and Peter, James and John must have fallen to the ground but when they look up there's no longer anyone there but Jesus is alone with them And they start walking down the mountain. And I want to imagine that you are there with them and you're walking back down the mountain. And you have just heard the voice of God the Father say, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. And you think back to Abraham about to sacrifice Isaac. And then you realize Jesus, in a little while, is going to go up another little hill, another little mountain. And he's going to die on the cross. And God the Father is going to sacrifice his own son for love of you. Not not all the people, the world in general, but specifically for you and for me. He's going to ask Jesus to offer himself on the cross. God is going to do what Abraham would have done, but was stopped from doing. He's going to sacrifice his only son out of love. I want you to ask Jesus to help you understand this because this is the hardest question there is. How could God the Father love his son so much and ask him to die on the cross? Ask him that. And then I want you to tell Jesus what you're giving up for Lent. And tell him how happy that you are to make these little sacrifices for love of him. Because if God could ask his son to sacrifice himself on the cross, what can we do for such a father? This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. 